0: Broadcasting from USA Swimming's headquarters at the Carolyn Dirks Building in Colorado Springs, Colorado, it's time for Kickset. Join three-time Olympian Elizabeth Beisel and U.S. National Team Director of Performance Matt Barbini as they host members from the USA Swimming community, ranging from age group to Olympic levels of the sport. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kickset podcast. My name is Matt Barbini. I am the national team director of performance at USS Swimming and joining me as always from looks like home this time, three-time Olympian Elizabeth Beisel back in Rhode Island.
1: I can't even say finally home, <laughs> Matt, because you are the one that is never home.
0: So that is true. Yes,
1: I'm in Rhode Island, but how was Ireland? How was your yeah. entire summer?
0: Yeah. So the last time that you and I did this, I was in Japan just before Worlds. You uh, and Rowdy had our little uh, Pow Wow Worlds preview. Um, I There's been a lot since then. I don't know if we can dedicate the uh, amount of time to recapping the entire summer. Everything was great. Ireland was amazing. The World Juniors team did awesome in Israel. Um, always good to kind of get to the end, though. Um, the, the season starts to feel pretty long uh, at the end of the, the third international in mid-September. You're just like, okay, it's time to kind of be off the road a little bit. But our guest today uh, is pretty familiar with that grind and some of these longer trips. Um, today, we are uh, lucky enough to have two-time Olympian, two-time Olympic medalist, seven-time long course world championship medalist. And she just made her 12th national team, um, Olivia Smoliga and former teammate of elizabeth Beisel on the 2016 olympic team olivia thank you so much for being here
2: thank you so much for having me i'm so excited and truly my favorite credential of that is having been a teammate of elizabeth Beisel. so it's super (laughs) dope to have this chance to be on this podcast so thank you mogs ditto
1: Look
2: at that. I'm in full circle. My God, I know. Yeah. I tell this story so often of when we had SECs at Georgia, and I think you were a senior, right? And I must have been a freshman. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like filling up my water bottle in like the Powerade like jugs or whatever. And Faisal's like, "Dude, I've seen your Pinterest, and I don't know you, but I know you, dude." <laughs> I know you. I know you. What? sweet like street cred thing to have truly so dude i'm you. serious
1: <laughs> if you all are sleeping on olivia smoligo's pinterest wake up smell yeah,
0: the rose what's the oh. subject matter of smogs oh
1: dude i haven't been on it in
2: years literally but i would have a word for everything like fashion weddings food like travel
1: <laughs> i don't know I, no but you your pinterest was like Sorry, Barbini, we're totally taking over right sorry. now.
2: Hey,
0: hey, just go it. I'll just be really yes, you. <laughs> the viewers
2: need <laughs> to know. <laughs> they need to know, though. But, like, I
1: remember looking at Smogs' Pinterest before I knew her, and I was like, this girl is going to be my friend. And here we are. Smogs, let's be really sad about this for a moment. That was almost 10 years ago.
2: Dude, I know.
1: No, I know. I know. It's oh. crazy.
2: I know. It's really insane, but it feels like yesterday, you know?
1: It does. Um. Let's talk about that, like ten plus years on the national team. How was your most recent experience at Worlds?
2: It was awesome. It's uh, this last worlds is really special for me on like a personal level because it was my first time ever like on the swimming side, my first time ever um, being on a finals relay. And that's just so special, obviously. You know, uh, throughout even all my years being on the national team, I've only um, been able to be on prelims relays, which is also so awesome and such a crazy experience. But to be able to make that finals relay was really, really dope. Um, You know, going into like trials of worlds, I was a little bit unsure of how it was going to go because my whole season had been kind of, um, just around average, you know, I wasn't really dropping much time. Um, even when I had like a little bit extra rest before like tier pro series, um, it was okay. And I was like, well, I'm going to need a pretty big drop to be able to make the team. And I was really thinking about it today, honestly, before I came on the podcast, like, um, I've had the opportunity to be on podcasts, you know, and I've been in the swimming world for so long, but uh, sometimes I feel like, you know, I don't know if you've ever caught yourself, like throughout your career, like, am I capable of this? You know, am I, do I have something um, worthwhile to say or to be here even after so many years, you know, all oh, you've been here for so long, like uh type of thing, like, so sometimes, even so, before going on this podcast, I was like, you know, do I have something worthwhile to say? And and you get these kind of thoughts, and and you think, wow, what a kind of like journey I've been on, and um, kind of went for a loop there. But all that to say, um, it was a really cool experience because each time is different. Uh, each time, like trying to uh, trying out for a world team and going to worlds is different, and um, yeah, like. I learned something new about myself. I learned something new about just being in that atmosphere and um, staying focused through it all. Even having had so much experience where you think it's going to be one way and then, you know, you have to be prepared for kind of anything. But it was an amazing experience. I got to make the world seem which I had it, you know, two years ago. So that is something that I'm just like, never going to take for granted, you know?
0: <clears throat> so been on prelims, relays before, but never on the final. What yeah. in that moment struck you the most is like, whoa, this is different. Like this, this feels different from the other relay experiences I've had at the international level.
2: Um, I guess what was most different was it just it felt so real. It felt so like you, you got to be on. You got to be focused. You really have to do your best and. I remember like just now telling my coach Herbie the other day, we were like practicing relay starts. um, All of it kind of comes down to muscle memory, like what you always do at practice, what you train at practice. Um, So I was like telling him, I'm so thankful we do all these relay starts all the time. Because when I was up on the blocks, like, I think I wrote it in like an Instagram caption too. I'm like up on the blocks and my hands are shaking. I'm like, bro, it's just one foot over the other. Like just swing and you got it. You got it. You got it. You practice it so much, but you really don't even have time to think. I think in prelims relays, but I do want to say this world was quite different because the prelims relay, the crowd was packed or, or sorry, the stands were were packed. And it was, it was honestly almost as intense as the final is what it felt like you know just the atmosphere was really really dope in japan um but i think finals is kind of like you just got to be on it, you don't even think you just go and um it was really cool thing to be like you kind of let the moment like carry you and you and you wow. do your absolute best you know it's yeah it was really cool so
1: smogs i love like how willing you are to be introspective and get deep. So I would love to know, like, what are some of the things that you've recognized in growth throughout your entire time on the national team and, and beyond that too. But like looking back to 20, when was your first national team? Was it 2015? Yeah. 2015. Like 2015 smogs to now 2023, 2024 smogs. Like, What are some of the biggest growths that you've seen throughout those years?
2: You know, it's funny. I was just recently talking to Jay about this actually. And in, um, hmm. so I think one of the biggest things was like in 2015, if I could, if I could look back and just talk to my younger self, then, um, I feel like, I always say this and people like, don't. I feel really shy. Like sometimes I can feel really, so. like being on a team, you know, you kind of are like getting your footing, like just getting to know everyone, just how being on a national team works, how being on a national t- team trip works. But I think most of all, um, the difference between 2015 me to 2023 me is this uh, greater belief in myself and kind of like, um, sticking up for what I know I can do type of thing you know because I think sometimes I don't know if you've ever felt this way uh, or if anyone really like feels this way is like um it's almost like an imposter syndrome type of thing you know where you're just like uh but I think back then it was just like wow I, I did it, you know I really wanted to do it and I'm here and I'm doing it um versus really like embodying that and I think like on a growth way like what I was talking to Jay about is like uh, being almost just really sure of what you want to do like being sure of what you want to um, accomplish and not letting kind of your fears get in the way which I think they have before it was like when you kind of like buckle down on what it is you truly desire and want and I think a level of maturity comes with that too because it's a level of commitment it's a level of always uh, no matter how practices go you know no matter how how the season goes you never kind of like lose your north star you never lose that like main vision um and yeah i don't know if that like answered the question but um i think the biggest part of growth is just like staying focused on what it is that i want to um Achieve and really like celebrating myself too. So like what I was talking about with Jay was like, if I would post something on Instagram and be like, like kind of making a, like a joke out of it, just to kind of like stay a little protected, you know what I mean? So it would be like, if I were to post like, oh, me and my big biceps are making this team like now, you know, which is good. Like sense of humor is awesome. I think changing that into, I am so, um, excited and so honored to have made this team like let's go and do it like really kind of staying grounded and like what it is that I want to achieve without kind of slighting myself you know in a way I don't know if yeah I don't know
1: that makes complete sense uh, and yeah, I th- sense. like as swimmers and Barbini you too like I feel like we never celebrate ourselves because we think it'll come across a certain way like yeah hockey or whatever and It's so nice to hear that you're embracing your accomplishments because Smogs, you're doing stuff that like nobody else in this world is doing. And you deserve to like celebrate that. I celebrate you. Barbini celebrates you. you. So it's like, it's, yeah, that's huge.
0: I do. Yeah, and I, we have like a bad and swimming just generally is not very good about that. It's like everything. It's like, as soon as one season ends, you just roll right into the next one. And sometimes yeah. that, that gets washed like that, that accomplishment of like, you know, reading off what we read off at the top. It's like, Oh, you've made 12 national teams. It's like 12 national teams. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a like it's what? not yeah right it's like not it just kind of gets like oh yeah but each one sort of rolls into the next one and maybe it doesn't feel like yeah. that so I think it's great that you have that ability to sort of contextualize that going backwards
2: yeah yeah and I think yeah going backwards and being like because what I've learned too specifically like this year I think yeah you don't you don't want it to come across the term when you don't want to come across like kind of braggy or boastful but I really do believe just based on my experience alone that and through like mentors that I've worked with and through the growth in, in USA swimming. um, Once you're able to celebrate something that you did, only then can you, can you move to the next, you know, Um, truly like to that next level, at least in my experience, um, where I I kind of realized like, wow, I actually did because it's kind of just like you move on to the next season, especially being in college, you go through college season, you maybe have like a week break, but then you have to get ready for the trials of the summer if you make that meet in the summer you know you start school in August so you kind of have to go right so you just go and go and go and that's really beautiful too because if you can carry on your momentum that's such a really cool thing Um, but if you don't sit which I didn't really like sit and say oh my gosh I made my second Olympic team whoa like this is so cool and I'm really like sitting in my vision and sitting in the dream that this has always been and then I'm able to get excited and set a new goal for myself the next season, rather than going through the motions and, you know, not taking it um, as seriously, you know, as a true like devotion to yourself and what you really want to do. Um, so that's kind of what I've learned over the last year. I think missing my, uh, the world seemed two years ago really helped me do this. Cause it's like, after that happened, I was like, uh, who am I? Like, what, you know, the, it, it, I had made these teams kind of, you know, for so many years. And, and now I have to kind of look within if it is something that I want to continue to do further. If I, is want, if I do want to continue on my swimming career, what do I have to do differently? And um, I think celebrating myself was one of those things. Um, appreciating my inner voice was one of those things. Um, and that can be really hard. I think listening to your inner voice because it's different from everybody else, you know, and that is really hard. I don't know if that's like a, um, part of growing up is just being like, really just trusting like your own voice. And and that is a huge part of my growth um, throughout the years, I think,
0: you know? Yeah. So going back to, um, this is going way back in your career and mine. Yeah. Uh, my first international trip was Short Course Worlds in 2012 in Istanbul. And you were, mm-hmm. what, a junior in high school, senior in high school? A senior. A Se- ju-
2: senior, I think. Yeah, senior.
0: Yeah. So you qualified for the final in the 100 back. <laughs> You're yeah. in lane one and you win the thing as a senior <laughs> yeah. in high school, like about as far yeah. from home as you can get in this yeah. crazy circumstance. I don't know how much of that. I'm sure you remember it well, but it was in a, a basketball arena that was like kind of empty. There wasn't much of a like atmosphere really crowd wise, but there's still this huge yeah. meat sort of plopped in this sort of strange environment. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. had to have been a very interesting kind of way to launch yourself towards that senior level of swimming. Like, do you remember much about that, that meet and that event, or? I do, because that was like the first,
2: you know, um, national level trip I had been mm-hmm. on. Um, it was really cool, like in a fangirl type of way. And then and just like one of my idols, Ryan Lochte, was on that team. So I was like, this is really cool. A lot of um, uh, Georgia Bulldogs were on that team as well. So it's like where, where I was going the following year. And... I don't even know I love short course it's kind of like my sweet spot I think but as I'm getting better at long course I'm also enjoying it more and um that mean I, I remember it so clearly I, I remember walking to the ready room and being pumped because I think like two months prior we had a high school stay and I think I won the 100 back there I won the uh, uh our four by 50 medley relay too. So I spent 50 backstroke there too, which I love that it's an event um, at short course worlds and at worlds. And, you know, I made it, I really wasn't expecting much, you know, I was like super pumped that I was selected for the team and I do the hundred back and I'm like, yeah, in lane one. And I remember being in the ready room, actually. And I've told this story a, a bit too, but I don't know what it was that I was in the red room and I was like, i just won high school state i can totally win this like it was like no comparison i'm like in illinois like what made me think that i could win it at worlds and i did and it was so dope i, I just remember my celebration i remember my parents were in the stands it was like the first uh international meet that they got to travel to with me my, my brother too and i was just so pumped and yeah i remember like there was a a chinese swimmer in the ready room and she was kind of like looking looking me down but i was just like smiling at her and i was really just soaking in the moment and i think um this is something that i carry with myself throughout everything and it's that belief it's being like yeah of course of course i can of course this is possible um and i think though as i get older and as i'm experiencing so much more where um sometimes you may fail sometimes you may succeed you you have a lot more like data collected throughout the years that you've been swimming where it's it tends to be a little more of a an exercise to say i do believe myself and i can i can do this um sometimes it it may come easier but other moments i feel like um it's a bit harder to discern but if you do discern like you're you're good
1: Smogs, when you're searching for those moments of belief, whether yes. it be before a race in the ready room and even those moments of you like soaking up what you've accomplished, what does that look like for you? Like, are you in a room alone with music on? Are you kind of just like meditating? Because I feel like some people are always searching for that, like, holy grail. Like, where can I get yes. to that in between of like, I'm conscious, but I'm like not conscious I'm not overthinking like what does it look like for you
2: yeah you know and I think um when people search for that sweet spot it's all trial and error I think it's um what really works for you because I did the meditation I did the like uh repeating kind of affirmations I tried to do the meditating um I did a lot of breath work you know what I mean to like get to that um sweet spot I've done a lot of things Uh, I really do enjoy um looking within um so that I can really be my truest self. Um, anyway, I, uh, what works for me after working with one of my like dear mentors is, um, like this, like a poem that I wrote for myself. And it's like a mantra type of thing. And I think that's kind of like my North star because a lot of intrusive thoughts can come in um, when you're about to go to a meet, when you're in the ready room, when you're feeling a lot of pressure, when you're like, I don't know what, what's what's going to happen. Um, you, your mind tells you this, that you, you, they, they, you don't know what's going to happen, you know? Um, and a lot of that I feel like is based on just like fear, you know, and just uncertainty, which is, I feel like so common. Um, and yet when you are able to find kind of Um, whatever it is works for you like I put on music and maybe it's like a music that just makes me feel like I'm in flow and I read this poem to myself and that's like okay this is the truth of the moment you know because you can try to believe a lot of other things but you have to find like that truth for you Um, and sometimes I feel like it can be a challenge Um, but the more and more you practice it the more and more you're aligned like with like what you know you got to do and and who you are. And I believe it takes practice. And sometimes it, yeah, like I said, it comes really easily. Like when I was, you know, uh, like 17 in the ready room or whatever, but sometimes it takes a little practice, I think.
0: So as we head into a new season, the new national team is just named and kind of kicking towards the 2024 season. Now, how do you, you had a great 2023 and you have this, amazingly positive and balanced outlook on things that you've expressed very eloquently here. How do you carry that forward into a season where it is, the pressure does ramp up the environment does change and the, the circumstances do get a little bit more intense. Like, do you do that? Try to do that intentionally as we get into this, this new season?
2: I do, you know, yeah, this is like, this is a really big year. And, um, And I feel like we all, we all start to feel it, the closer and closer it it gets there. Um, But as I go into the next season, I think just sticking to, um, what actually does really help me is when I'm going into a new season and I set goals for myself and they could be like the craziest goals ever and, I think it's a really fun exercise. Like you have this goal for yourself, you write it down, and then you kind of have to, so it's like, if that's like the top of the pyramid, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, you have to kind of trickle down the things that you know you need to do in order to get there, no matter how you may be feeling, no matter, you know, what the environment is, what the circumstances are, it's like, what are you going to do? How are you going to show up for yourself kind of no matter what? And I think when I'm able to like stick to, I'm going to get eight hours of sleep every night. That's going to be like one thing that I'm really going to try to do, um, eat really well, um, recover well. You know, I think that, um, that helps me leading, uh, going into the next, um, season, because it's almost, if I, if I, it is, if I have these things, kind of these standards that I uphold for myself, it's going to be a lot easier going into it. Cause then you have like, um, yeah, like this data, like I did do these things that I know are going to help me get to where I want to go. And it's almost like your mind can't trick you into thinking that you didn't do those things. So you won't find yourself second guessing if you did them. So that really helps me on a, like a practical level. Um, But it is like the, um, a little bit of the introspective, like always if you let's say you have a bad practice or something leading up to the meet or whatever kind of taper meet you have going on, um, it's really kind of shifting the perspective, like knowing that um, you can be better, but also understanding that bad practices may happen and it doesn't change kind of like the outlook. Because I feel like we can get really spiraled into oh, maybe I had a bad workout, what does this mean for? the taper meat that I'm about to have, but it's really kind of just staying solid in yourself. Um, So just this intentional practice of um, always remembering your biggest vision, I think is important.
1: Smogs, how important has everything outside of the pool come for you, become for you just because of you're getting older and more seasoned. I mean, I know at the end of my career, I was like, recovery is even more important than the actual swimming. So like, I'm so curious. I mean, you're swimming at ASU. You're, I know you're working hard. I know you're grinding. So like how important has that recovery become? So
2: important. I was literally on FaceTime with Nat the other day, like, and so Natalie Hines and we were talking, we're like, yeah, you know, cause I, I really like, <laughs> I know I'm an older athlete. I was like the oldest girl on the team, you know, at worlds. And, but I really feel so fresh each new season that we start. And I feel so excited to like, you know, but that's like, no, age does take, take a toll. You know, it's like in between practices, I'm norma teching versus, you know, when you're maybe like early twenties, it's like, ah, oh, nah, I'm not even sore. Like it's really cool. And truly, like I think I just don't remember that I, maybe I was really sore when I was, you know, but anyway, uh, recovery is super important. I find myself going to sleep. I find myself getting super tired at like nine o'clock. And so I and so I go to bed um early. I make sure I'm getting my sleep. I'm drinking a lot of water out here in Arizona, it's dry. Um, getting massages or PT at least once a week. This is super important. Um, just like preventative stuff. And if something happens, you know, it is, yeah, definitely. I'm older and stuff. So yeah.
0: What is the, with that in mind, what does the season look like for you? Are you planning to race the usual amount or kind of do a couple of targeted things or so what's the plan like competitively?
2: Yeah. I haven't really gotten a chance to talk to Herbie much about what my lineup will look like. We are going to U S open in December. Um, and so I'm super pumped for the hundred free. I uh, was just recently talking to Kyle Sockwell too, about, really getting excited for the 50 free as well. Uh, but the 100 back, I think, will always be be in my lineup. Uh, I'm not sure how much I'll go into the 200s, but I, I really don't know. Smogs, I know you got a good two back,
1: and you definitely two free. Okay, yeah, two free. i yes. you crush a two back. <laughs> what? I've seen it. <laughs> it's been a, yeah, Damn.
0: you definitely have.
1: <laughs> no one
2: is he so, oh my gosh. um, The two, two seasons ago... Um, when I like missed the world's team, I was really nervous about if I was going to make the national team. Um, because I, th- I believe I got six that, um, trials in the hundred back and the only, they take top six for the national team. And I was like, okay, it's going to be cutting it close. Like we'll see how nationals go. You know, if I'm able to make it. And then I checked the sheet of all the events made and I made it in the 200 back as well. I made it like from a tier pro series. Cause I was like crushing sets with Bob too and I was like so thankful to him I was like sixth in the two back and I made it um uh, I remember that meet was like Westmont and I was racing against Claire Curzan, and I just tried to take it out with her and um yeah you know I can do like I think my best time is a 208 but girls are going 203 so I don't know
1: <laughs> like it's nothing yeah like it's nothing <laughs>
2: dude I know so. it's nuts but I love the two free. This is something like, I, I, I know I've said it so much. I feel like it's like the great the goaded event. Like there's so much cloud around it. I just feel like you're just the coolest if you can really put together a good two free. And I always want to be that guy. Um, But I know that I have a sweet spot in the hundred free and I know I can drop some good time there. So yeah, I don't know. Thanks though. Yeah. Thank you so much for
0: your belief <laughs> in me. Thank you. Yeah. We yeah, we believe undeniably, but you're also right about the two back that I I was uh I was doing something for our we have some presentations this week here, and there was uh five of the top ten times in the world this year in the two hundred back took place at our nationals.
1: So like, that's just the depth. Yeah, oh the God. depth that
0: we have in that event is just crazy and how much that has moved domestically is just wild.
1: Do you wanna know something crazy? <laughs> I made my first national team in 06 in the two back with a 212. No! <laughs> Second in the country, 212. That would not even semifinal right now. No. Isn't not. that wild? Like yeah. I love thinking about that and the trajectory of the sport and just like then and, I start thinking like, well when's it going to stop?
2: Yeah, it's right? not. It's not. Right? So long as people want to keep getting better like and keep pushing, I mean it's not dude i think i made my first olympic trial cut in the two back with a 216.9 yeah <laughs> and that was like it that was like the bag back and you were probably like seated top 20
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> my god really we're, crazy.
1: we're going places team usa <laughs> look at us <laughs> <laughs> improving <laughs> yeah
2: it's Seriously. crazy
0: the needle yeah. has moved <laughs> it, it yeah. certainly has yeah yeah all right. Should we do some social kick Basil? Let's do it. All right. So social kick smogs is where some of our listeners and social media followers send in question questions specifically for you. Um, uh, yeah. these can be short answer, long answer, wherever you want to take them. Uh, so first one is from A to P. What is your favorite thing about practice? Very broad.
2: My favorite thing about practice. Hmm my initial answer is like getting in the water and being able to be in the water. Um, I love how my body feels in the water and I love when I'm able to race people at practice too. Whenever I'm able to like simulate a meet, I think that's my favorite part being at practice and being able to be around a team that kind of has, is just like really excited for one another to succeed. Um, I love being in the sprint group at, 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 with Herbie here at ASU. Um, so just being able to uh, know that I'm improving every single day, like this is what's really cool for me.
0: When you first started talking there and you started with getting, I was like, oh, God, she's going to say her favorite thing is getting out. <laughs> <So I'm laughs> not <be> getting <laughs> practice yeah, over with. It. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, we're going to have to edit that piece. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> All right. What is the hardest event in swimming? I guess for you,
2: for me, two
0: back, two back. Yes. All right. That was, that was Chloe F stay away from the two back, Chloe. Uh, all right. Glory P what is your favorite post swimming food?
2: Ooh. So my go-to post competition meal is a burger and fries and a milkshake. That's like kind of standard throughout my whole career. It's what I love. Um, I'll do post-comp post-comp when the meat is totally over I'm a burger fries. Yeah. So good. Same. What, what's yeah. your
0: go-to like post-practice like for the car at home snack type thing
2: for the car at home, just a protein shake, chocolate protein, protein, shake. protein
0: shake. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. This is, this one is from a uh, teammate and former Kickset guest Ryan held. What, what is worse a phoenix summer or a chicago winter
2: <laughs> a phoenix summer a phoenix summer hands, down, hands really is wow. yes. it that oh, bad it's so bad well i don't handle the heat well as you can see i'm a little bit rosy myself right yeah. now i like cranked up the ac for this because i know i'm going a little bit heated up there like practice and weights phoenix phoenix summer because oh yeah ryan health fellow chicagoan and i after this summer i've realized that i do enjoy the cold more than the heat which is something i thought i would never say like i love the warmth but i love to your pinterest up says mood.
1: otherwise Smogs. i know <laughs>
2: <laughs> i know dude
1: it is it's brutal out here i feel like it's wanted- the hottest day
0: that Oh, sorry, Barbie. No, go here? ahead, Basil, go ahead. No,
1: I was going to ask, what was the hottest day that you've lived through in Phoenix thus far? Um, Like 115, but I never Ooh. go outside.
2: That's I don't go we... outside. Yeah. I literally stay inside until it's at least like 85 degrees, which it has been a little bit at night, which is what I, I love going on walks at night. I love like laying in the grass. I'm like right by a lake. So like it's a kind of chill, but... If I'm standing outside in the heat for like more than 20 minutes, I will have heat exhaustion. Like I am, I do not really <laughs> well. So.
0: so are you like the, it's like those kids that swim outside year round in cold weather places, like you just run from the locker room and dive in the pool when it's real hot just to make sure you're not on deck for more than like two seconds.
2: Oh oh yeah, true, true. Nah, yeah. We have to like listen to the practice and like be on deck, but, <laughs> but I know that I'm at least about to get into a really cold pool. So that's like really nice. Yeah.
0: Right. I, at some point, we're going to probably have to do a podcast about how much Basel knows about the Pinterest habits of SEC swimmers from the mid-2010s. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> People like... are going to be, like, alarmed. <laughs> what was she doing stalking her competitor's Pinterest? She
0: didn't even know this girl, but she's in there seeing what kind of floral arrangement she
1: likes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. loves hibiscus. that when she's getting married.
2: Dude, I love hibiscus. I do, too. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. All right,
0: we'll save, we'll save that for a different episode. Interesting Perfect. <laughs> <That's laughs> good-
1: Thank you for sparing yeah. me tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So this actually is not a question, but I just think it's really cool. Um, this is from Isabella M. And she just wanted to say that I'm one of her biggest fans and she is my idol. Even though this isn't a question, I just wanted her to know that she's helped me with my swimming so much. So that's just a cool I'm going cool
2: to cry. It's so awesome, you know, being able to be <clears throat> in the sport for so long. It truly does make me so emotional to think that that could be, you know, that you could have an impact on something, on someone, on a, on a community like that. And I think that's where you kind of are able to drop the, the the personal like agenda uh which i think also really helps um in success as well when you're able to drop your personal agenda which is also a really big part of what i believe to be my growth throughout my career um kind of dropping the personal needs and um um doing what you do for the greatest good of the sport to be, which, which in turn does kind of um, help you elevate, you know, like, uh, but when you know that you have such a huge community where you can um, kind of help uh, inspire others, this is like the greatest gift um,
1: ever. So thank you so much. And so cool to know that, you have so many fans out there that you don't even know that are yeah. cheering you on.
2: That's awesome. Like, I love that. Thank you. Yeah.
0: It's awesome. That is a beautiful way to close it out. Olivia, thank you so much for being here today. Thank it's you. It's been a blast. Thank
2: you so much. It was Smogs, awesome. You're the best. Good luck this Thanks, season. Guys. Thank you so We're much. We're cheering guys. for you.
1: Thanks right. guys. We'll see you down Appreciate the road. It. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Crush that two back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. bye y'all
0: bye thanks again to olivia Smoliga for being here basil i'm sure you knew this already having been a teammate of hers in 16 but she's just an awesome person
1: she's one of the best uh like truly one of the gems of team usa and usa swimming and it's so beautiful seeing her open up and being honest and through that honesty i'm sure she helped so many more people than she even realizes just by doing this podcast um and and, i mean it also yeah it's just special for me to see because i remember her on her first national team as just a baby and she mentioned it earlier like being shy and now to see her as one of the leaders on the team and yeah maybe she's not the most extroverted person on the team but she makes everybody feel included She's just a good human that happens to swim really, really fast. And yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you work with her on the national team too. Like, what is it like to kind of see from the sidelines how she is on the team?
0: It's funny. She's, so she's part of this, this generation of athletes that like has sort of like I came in at the same time that they did. And so it's, it's always interesting to like look back and be like, whoa, I was at that first meet that she, popped off and won from lane one and the hunter back. And um, yeah, but to like those little, those younger kids, sometimes it's like, you don't really know them at all in our role. Cause they're a little bit shy. They're still in high school. They're not really as engaged in the national team stuff. And so to like meet her there and then see her, I mean, turn into this, that's such a, the way that she speaks about swimming, I think is so, so cool and so different. Um, and she has such great perspective on kind of her own role within her career and and how her mental game impacts her performance and like you said she makes every room that she's in better and more fun for everybody to be in and like she's one of those people that you would never have question about like being an additive to the team like she's always like makes the team better um yeah. and she's very very easy to root for even in a you know not in a swimming way just as a person
1: yeah I mean, I think one honestly, one of my favorite moments of that podcast that at least that stuck stuck out to me was when she said she just loves the way that she feels in the water. Like her favorite part about swimming is getting in and how often are swimmers ever getting in and recognizing just the mere feeling of being a swimmer and being in the water. Like we're so just engrossed in how many yards we're swimming. We have to grind and then we got weights and. I feel like she's at such a good point in her career where she's truly not taking a single thing for granted and soaking it in. And I, I just wish I had done that in my career, but I'm, I'm so happy that she's doing that because it's hard to do. Um, yeah.
0: It's very hard to do. And it. it's, and she just has this amazing ability to be present is what that yeah, says to exactly. me. It's like, you can, she can appreciate that small moment. It's like, yeah, practice is probably going to be hard. And this girl has done training too. I mean, she swam at Georgia, she swims at ASU. Like, these are not places where it's necessarily like uh fluffy type training. Like not that yeah. there is a ton of that, but like, she, she's done some serious work and to still have that ability to like, just enjoy the feel of the is is really cool.
1: Yeah. And. If you guys are all wondering where she is on Pinterest or Instagram, <laughs> you can you can follow my favorite Pinterest follow at Osmaliga.
0: <laughs> it, you're gonna
1: love it. You're, you're all gonna, welcome.
0: Hey, I really hope those pages are still up. I hope there's been Barbini, no, I know you're gonna done. go home and check out I, it out. I yeah, yeah, dude.
1: You I and just, your wife are gonna be like at the go. dinner right. table. Looking Uh, at Olivia's, she's like,
0: "What are you looking at on your phone?" I'm like, "Oh, this this girl we had on the podcast Pinterest." Basil really is into it. (laughs) (laughs) Big fan. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so Basil, we are going into a new season here. Um, So, for people that are interested in what is happening um, in 2024, um, we've got events all over the place, kind of starting this week, running all the way through Olympic Trials. Um, So, rather than trying to summarize it off the top of my head. Um, everybody just go to usaswimming.org slash events. But before we go, Basil, there's a new member of the Kickset family that I feel like we have to give a shout out to. Yes, we do. Um, our buddy Kyle, uh, the producer of this podcast and part of our social media and communication team here at USA Swimming, him and his wife welcomed their baby girl, Amelia, just last week or 10 days ago. Um, she was hanging out with us very briefly on the Zoom, but just want to give a big shout out to him. He is the brains behind this operation. He books all our guests. He comes up with most of the ideas for the, the thematic episodes that we have and things we want to focus on. So he is uh, he's the engine behind this show. Um, so I want to give a huge shout out to him and his wife and best of luck with their baby girl.
1: Yeah, truly the show would not be anything without kyle barbie i don't wouldn't even know exist. what we would do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it just would be a off. disaster yeah
0: we would be we, yeah it would never get, even get scheduled never would ever even started, ever yeah. but yes kyle
1: and his wife and their new baby congratulations and we have a new fan of the kick set podcast yeah
0: and she <laughs> so didn't excited. cry she didn't cry for that brief moment she was on screen which is, i think says we're doing something right I think so. We'll take it (laughs) on the way. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. As always, please rate, subscribe, all of the usual podcast stuff, and we'll see you down the road. Basil, talk to you soon. Barbie, always a pleasure. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to KickSat with USA Swimming. Head to usaswimming.org for more episodes and make sure you subscribe to KickSet wherever you get your podcasts.